everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Skeptically Inclined Science Podcast. We're on episode 31, our last episode of the year. Uh, I'm Evan. My name's Tom. And uh, yeah, we welcome wherever you are. Um, yeah, today's we're just going to have a short, quick episode just to, um, just to have a review of the year, kind of like look back on uh, what happened in science, just mainly the lighthearted and quirky or funny articles we thought we saw during the year uh yeah and just to kind of have a review and have a just a bit of a laugh about it all so we won't have a hugely main story today so i hope wherever you are you're in the christmas spirit christmas mood you're having a great time i think when we're going to have this published it'll be just before christmas eve so um yeah. wherever you are i hope you're having a great time so today, Tom, are you, what's what's um, what are you going to look back on or um, focusing on? So I just I try to talk. I try to think what kind of stood out for me. Yeah. Last year and well, this year, not last year. Well, yeah. this year, yeah, twenty twenty one, and it was very hard not to think about like vaccines and yeah. COVID <laughs> because it was predominant. Well, I try. Well, hopefully, we can try and just not mention any about covid or omicron because it is everyone's talking about it so we're like okay we're not going to cover that today because we don't need to be bombarding people about any more about this um depressing news story (laughs) well so okay so for me i think something that really stood out was the uh mars mission although it's called mars 2020 uh like the landing happened 2021 so that was really i thought that was really important and then I kind of looked through Other way. medical breakthroughs, like yeah. medical science breakthroughs. And uh, I like, I, again, I couldn't not include um, like a medical psychedelics uh, coming into the field, uh, a CRISPR, uh, CRISP in vivo clinical trials with CRISPR. So we're inside human beings. And because of the uh, mRNA vaccines, the breakthrough that will happen within the field of RNA therapeutics. I think this is uh, something to watch out for. And there are some couple other things, but we can talk about it later. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, so then before we get into them, just a review. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you excited for the end of the year? How how do um, you're excited to be coming home for yeah, Christmas? I'm excited, excited to be coming home. The tickets have I've been I bought the tickets I have my I had my third dose, um, oh, you had so your third yeah dose. it should be it should be it should be good I should be led on the air. Uh, it's the funny because you said third dose but you have only got one dose so it's only your second. Oh dose. yeah, I should be saying I got a booster. Yeah, <laughs> so I got I got the booster and everything. Um, and you're not like equal with us. <laughs> Because you only because, got two Is it because I'm foreign anywhere I go, apparently? <laughs> and no, but I think I, I, I feel... Because I thought I was in a Christmas mood like yeah. two weeks ago. But yesterday, I think I'm forcing a Christmas mood on myself. I don't feel Christmassy. Yeah. I, 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 w- I wish I, will, I was feeling Christmassy. I think yeah, I, everyone's in the same boat this year, really. Like for me, it's it's like... I think Christmas is when you're finished work for Christmas. You get to go home or get and you go meet friends and you get to go out and it's them like one or two days before Christmas Day and then that's like the best part of Christmas for me and 
you get to enjoy like the atmosphere like everyone's in such a good mood and like you could re- it just it's just great to catch up with people and yeah. and yeah just see people you haven't seen in a while i think that's for like, me christmas and then it's like after that it's just kind of after christmas day it kind of fades a bit quickly um but like yeah this year again not gonna happen so i suppose it's just like christmas day to me early would be another day really yeah it's very kind surreal of grim it's... but <laughs> yeah and like again this year again i don't even i don't even care thinking about what will i do for the new year's eve or anything like that yeah it's just like oh, just let's get out <laughs> yeah can I ask? Oh yeah, I went. To, we I was meant to mention. So we all had our Spotify wrapped as well. Everyone <laughs> has these. We, we had to talk about it. We and you could blend them. So we, me and Tom, blended our Spotify. Forty-seven percent um, was it? Yeah. So we weren't don't really listen to the same thing. And uh, I suppose if I was to sum up Tom's, maybe it was just the most basic <laughs> playlist possible. <laughs> Okay, I tell you to tell the, the safest truth. one. <laughs> I was trying to listen to this blended uh, playlist, right? And at some point, I caught myself that every time your song was coming on, I was just like switching it into until mine came on. So I tried to be fair and listen to the crap you listen to, but it's just I just couldn't bear uh, it. You like, mean the masterpieces I'm listening to? You are just like. You are what hipsters were uh-huh. back, like maybe fifteen years ago. They just listen to the crap that nobody knows because uh-huh. nobody knows about it. And then I bet you, as soon as someone would know, you'd be like, "Okay, I'm not listening to this anymore." <laughs> I'm like, just, I'm like a hidden hipster because like no one would assume I'm a hipster. But then when they listen to my music, they'd be like, "Oh wow!" I don't like- know. I don't care. <laughs> I like chain smokers. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift. Like. <laughs> I'm not no gonna shame. be ashamed of style or twenty twenty or like twenty one yeah. or whatever. It's uh, okay. Well, I can't shame anyone because I do have a. I listen to everything really. So yeah, but it really puts in perspective like how <laughs> little I care about discovering new music and <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's just like as what? long as it's gonna get me from home to work in the space of 20 minutes it could be literally anything in my headphones as long as i don't have to think and as long as it's mainstream enough yeah <laughs> as long as i as long as i can dance on my bike and shit like that it's all good so if your if your life was a rewind then mm-hmm. it's rewind time um mm-hmm. what what would you think were your highlights this year then oh god i don't i don't remember it a single thing that happened this year that like etched itself into my memory it was just all bland i don't think there was anything that stood out really wow it was just a blur was it yeah it's just it's just everything happened and nothing happened in the same time that's how i feel you know Uh, there's nothing special about anything or anyone <laughs> Sounds awful. That's why I listen so much to like you know Adele and Tay Tay. They just they evoke emotions in me <laughs> because otherwise it's just just nothing. Yeah. I can't think about anything special. It's really like it's just honest, you know. It's like that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, how about you? Well, like yeah, I think finally graduating from my master's was the mm. definitely the highlight. I suppose it was hard to. Um, fit much else in because it's really like what else could you do i think we could only really do anything yeah after june like <laughs> and then yeah that was 
that was kind of it but like yeah that that was definitely um my biggest achievement at least because i never thought i would get a finish so <laughs> i kind of thought and it was good actually when i went over because i actually got to go to the netherlands got to yeah. see you got to um uh get the award and get to actually um enjoy it properly so even like even if it was a shortened evening and we still had to not like have a fully proper celebration but it was still like a really nice and i think it was I, good closure so i suppose it was a nice evening um mm. We broke a key to my house. Well, I broke a key to my yeah. house. We had to wait for the emergency repairs God, to arrive. Such good memories. That and was the then, highlight uh, of the night. Waiting yeah, for the then, locksmith. And then we got uh, we got steamy in the pub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nice actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of it. Like, twenty twenty one was just a really like. Yeah. Slowly recovering. But I, I actually looking at my the things I have written down and one thing happened that did excite me and it hasn't even happened that that long ago on the 15th of december uh it's uh, on that day i have exactly 12 months left on, on my contract oh yeah so um i got both excited and scared all over that date uh and i actually did something that uh we've been doing you know sometimes when there is like a uf ufc f a card and we get a chance to watch it together over the phone yeah yeah so like last week it was it was quite big ufc card although you didn't care at all from what i <laughs> observed but i got on the call i got on the phone call with mike you know like he's my uh i used to, we used to live together yeah in dublin and we i think and he like put on like the prelim cards and then i think we watched like all the way through and it was like really cold because oh you watched it together yeah the fights oh, were happening and like and he was like walking oh, oh walking he was, us through. was alive it wasn't the live one no it wasn't like it wasn't the live one but we both said like we will not watch the fights and the results and yeah. we actually stuck to it and uh yeah and then we just we were it was in the background and we were like chatting and it was like a, a real kind of real feeling for like a fight companion kind of thing like you know yeah. and it was like i thought it was really nice so yeah. perhaps that was the other thing that stood out that seems like recency bias i'd say <laughs> <laughs> it is but it really it's hard to it's hard to think about because just this year feels so at least for me it just felt so i think it was just because we were we had to wait till we were all we were all waiting to get vaccinated and finish up and then we were like oh we can then when then things will back back to normal but um still hasn't happened exactly straightforward that way yet. not not really no um, yeah anyways so yeah here's to 2022 and hopefully it'll be uh we can don't have to worry about as much about the virus but yeah um enough of that so yeah um so basically then this review on this the headlines maybe the science stories of the year well like not the science stories, but more interesting mm -hmm. uh, articles, interesting headlines that I've seen um, mm -hmm. from the year of 2021. So I have them kind of broken down, my ones anyways, like yeah. we can, we what we can do is like we, you can say one and I'll say one and we can go through it that way. So okay. the ones I had was like most exciting science story from the year, Okay, weirdest article I saw all year, papers that made me say, hmm, funniest articles of the year, and oh yeah what was it papers that went nowhere and then maybe one controversial paper that i had uh that i seen okay i don't have these breakdowns so 
Uh, Can I actually I'll start off with the one yeah. that I, I mentioned The papers that went nowhere Yeah Because uh, I'm one. just raging about it uh, I mentioned it as a news st- story once About the dogs that can sniff coronavirus Oh yeah uh, And yeah, they, yeah. Could, they had like a 96% accuracy It's like where are the dogs? Why am I getting <laughs> sniffed for coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to get these dogs We should have these dogs everywhere <laughs> that, that didn't happen didn't it? <laughs> no I suppose Obviously, you have to train up these dogs, but I'm just like, oh, a missed opportunity. Do you have pups on the airports and stuff like that? Pups, uh, dogs outside every restaurant and every yeah. pub, and they're like, okay, you have to get sniffed by the dog now. And then God. they're like, <laughs> and then, yeah, you're, someone's carrying something, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, but imagine who's then responsible to, to clean up after the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whoever is, maybe you can rent a dog for the night or something like that. A rent a COVID trained <laughs> dog for a night. <laughs> yeah, it's like a- you're planning a wedding, and like you have two dogs at the entry sniffing everyone, <laughs> yeah. taking shit at the entry. Every big, every big event, you just have to get sniffed by a dog. I think the but, world would be a better place. We'd be doing so much better. But I think from the start, that was really an unsustainable idea, wasn't it? <laughs> if you think about it, well, it's just like. Uh, Getting everyone sniffed by a dog or just doing a COVID test, I suppose. But how many dogs would you have to train? Ah, uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. You can't just have two dogs. But like, maybe if you're country. all in a queue and it just like, you're just like, okay, go. And it just like has to sniff and then you just picks out which ones ever it sniffs and then they have to get a test done. But it's just so, <laughs> like, what's, what's the control? I don't know. Well, like. They've already done the testing on it, so... I think I think if it ever happens that we would completely start relying on dogs' ability to sniff coronavirus, that's like, that's it, we just, we just <laughs> lost it, the whole thing, like, it's, that's, that's it, done. I just, it's, there's no hope it, it's for It's an anything. additional, it's an additional one. There's yeah. no hope for anything. Well, it just shows then if it ever got implemented, what, what was the point of doing it? Anyways... I yeah. thought it was I th- mm. maybe it was just done for the purpose of yeah. like you know a laugh <laughs> yeah a laugh really um yeah so I don't uh I was thinking about the same thing uh well actually I wasn't thinking about science <laughs> that has gone anywhere I didn't even think about that category to be honest with you uh so thanks for bringing this up okay but from this the top of to my head one. yeah yeah I think you and from the top of my head I don't think i can remember anything, anything that you had talked about previously that n- never been discussed again <laughs> well but i think this is more on me there on the science but i remember that that's the first thing that's the first thing that we i've discussed was this uh spanish paper about like sars-cov uh, antibody prevalence in the spanish community <laughs> yeah. and that was like one out of three and i said like oh it'll be interesting to look how uh how this how the second and the third paper will come out like more into the pan, uh, more into the uh pandemia uh, over the and course uh, of and i just completely forgotten about it and i never <laughs> looked back into it so um, i suppose that's someone that's something that i've started and haven't really finished it <laughs> well i think things have changed since then so yeah no point but i will say back. now that i will go back and see if they even if, if they publish the second and third paper because okay. i don't i don't even know that so how hold me accountable uh, 
after okay. Christmas. Right. Okay, so what uh is there any what ones what uh you can give me give me a mm-hmm. news or like a story that So for me something that was um somehow weird and I've never uh myself would think about this was uh, something that I wanted to tell you two or four weeks ago that octopuses and crabs are sentient beings. I thought that was like really... Oh. That, I thought for me know? that was, that what was really... Se- what's the definition of a sentient being? Well, it, that it can feel pain. Okay. And just... And but it can... It, yeah, basically, the, it's all about the pain, really, but it's for not these because animals. It's, it's not that it's self-aware. Well, I go through... Uh, the, the researchers has assigned eight measures of sen- sentience and, uh, for these animals. And it goes as possession of nociptors, which are the sensory receptors that detect signals from damaged tissue. Possession of integrated brain regions. So the animal possesses integrative brain regions capable of integrating information from different sensory sources. Uh, Connection between those two. So brain is able to be connected between the receptors and the brain regions. Responses affected by potential local anesthesia, motivational trade-offs that show a balancing of threat against opportunity for reward, flexible self-protective behavior, associative learning that goes beyond habituation, behavior that shows the animal value uh, values local anesthetics. Uh, so these eight criteria were assigned for crabs and crabs and octopuses, and. At the end of the day, uh, you can't just toss a, 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 crab. a crab or lobster into a boiling pot wow. of water uh, because it is now confirmed that these animals uh, are sentient, do and perceive they, pain. Yeah. And it's not true that uh, throwing a lobster into the boiling water, it doesn't feel anything um, <laughs> because I've heard those stories as well. God. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that came in UK. Um, uh, the UK has officially recognized octopuses and crabs as sentient beings. Just, but they haven't banned that practice, so... Uh, well, I think as far as I'm, I understand, this is actually in relation to the uh, world outside of academia, because within the academia you already have rules and regulations on how to treat animal and animal yeah, models yeah, and yeah. how to work oh, with them. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But I'm just saying for like, if you're cooking octopus or her crab like oh yeah i think no one can police you in your home the way you do it yeah. but i think in terms of like restaurants and you know like gastronomical places there are they just being um there are some standards and controls being put in place um so i'm sure like you know if uh, if you can kill something without causing it pain uh, oh god, that sounds so bad. <laughs> but like you know, <laughs> people will keep. But that's what eating. they do with cattle yeah. and and other sheep and all that stuff. They they st- they stun them before they kill them, so they don't feel the pain. Yeah. So I thought yeah, it wasn't the weird that it wasn't the weird that they uh, made them sentient, but it's just you know it it wasn't it has been a group of animals that haven't been considered, especially like crabs. Crabs yeah, and but lobsters. it's always weird because I always thought, yeah, crabs and lobsters. I always was like, oh, octopuses. Yeah, I would think that they're like pretty more smart. intelligent. Yeah. yeah, but I think now it is. 
I think now it's more accepted that the uh, octopuses and um, squids are kind of intelligent and, and now they're being protected by the human law. So um, yeah. good for that. But it's, it's just, it was weird to see that, like, you know, it's this arbitrary thing called sen- like something in sentient and then you just decided that something is or isn't sentient. It's tasty and I want yeah, to eat it. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, so that was, that was something that caught my attention. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So like following up when you were... Wa- from your weirdest article, so the one I had seen, so this was the headline, see what you think of this. Five to nine-year-old children chose to save multiple dogs over one human and valued the life of a dog as much as a human. By contrast, almost all hu- almost all adults chose to save one human over even 100 dogs. The view that humans are morally more important than animals appears later and may be socially acquired. <laughs> Um, that makes sense, right? It makes, yeah, logically it makes sense. It just was like, as I said, someone was commenting and they said, is it really reasonable to assume that five to nine-year-olds are able to grasp what death actually means? Most of them have probably never witnessed the death of a family member and children's shows for this age tend to not show this kind of difficult topic. So... Yeah, like, and obviously they're going to be like, oh, 10 dogs, I'll save them because there's more than one adult. So, like, yeah, I just, I think it's just that their brain isn't fully developed for, like, you know, the consequences. Yeah, and was it, like, the 10 dogs that they know against a random adult person? That <laughs> yeah, doesn't really, I think doesn't so, really mean yeah. anything to them? Yeah, um, so I was just like, okay, I think that's a bit of a weird one. I suppose, like, you can't ever, in, in psychology, you can't really ever take that thing, any of them things for granted, but, like to me it's like yeah the kids don't really understand <laughs> what's what death is and how to like uh make these so you think it's an acquired thing that comes with age yeah i think so yeah yeah I so do you think it's real or do you think it's fake which is real they well like the morality do you think that it's something that <laughs> people feel that they have to do or is it something that just is but young children cannot understand it and you only understand it later in life uh i just i just i just think oh god this is getting very deep for now uh (laughs) i i just think they don't understand what death means so they would just like think oh i'm saving more lives for the dog than one life maybe that's what the way they think of it and maybe if the dog if it's like as well like a lot of these kids shows are like having animals and like maybe dogs so I don't know. Or they might have a pet dog as well and they can kind yeah. of more associate with that. So I, I just think they don't understand when it's dead, they're gone forever. Dead, like, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I, I don't know. But uh, definitely, you can definitely have more I don't know, but like, it is weird. Like, what, what, what point do you be like, okay, now I'm aware. I suppose like that's your brain develops then. Like, you kind of understand what consequences are. Yeah, it's definitely not like you go into sleep not understanding the definitely not understanding the concept of that and you wake up you know (laughs) fully aware of everything that happens around you yeah Yeah. it's definitely kind of a a gradual yeah uh, i think events happen eventually that you kind of be like oh right that's like dead in the family if you have to go to the funeral as a young person or a child like that's definitely um that can speak a volume to to someone like that you know yeah that that this is final goodbye well that that turned grim that was morbid 
Yeah. Um, do you have any funny air skills then to lighten the mood? Uh, <laughs> I think all of my stuff is pretty grim. Okay. Do you want me to give you another? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is actually an interesting one. <laughs> so which animal do you think would most likely be a, a communist one? Have a communist society? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're okay. not going to get the answer for what it is do you is, think so yeah okay uh, can I have a can I have a three hint questions and then I can and then I have a guess well I don't even know how I okay let me google what these are because like I don't really know these animals this animal kind of okay so I don't think you... you'll get it but, uh, you might more maybe you do know okay um it's a okay it's oh, but do you know what it is at this point yeah i know what the animal is i just never i don't i don't think okay they're not in ireland anyways okay hold on is it a mammal yeah okay the most communistic mammal <laughs> uh okay so i would think about like herd animals that distribute stuff evenly amongst <laughs> each other uh um, actually yeah that there is one that sounds obvious to me rat no, it's not a rat, no. Okay, uh, okay. Let me see, Hyena? can I give you... No. Okay, and my it, last uh, last guess, my last guess. Well, I'll try and give you one more hint. Yeah, give me. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that actually would help you. <laughs> <laughs> They're native to Southern Europe, Africa, and Asia. There's 11 species native to Africa. Uh, and they kind of... Look, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, uh, is it like a, a gazelle or antelope? Like no, a, it's like small. They're small. F- okay, I don't know. Capybara. Uh, That's not, no. I don't think that lives there. <laughs> <laughs> it's mongoose. A mongoose. So the, I'll why give is the it head communistic? So a new study finds that because mongoose don't know which offspring belongs to which moms moms uh all mongoose pups are given equal access to food and care thereby creating a more equitable mongoose society <laughs> do the mongooses have a leader on top of them that will through his mismanagement of funds will cause a massive yeah. starvation in ukraine and the- <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah and it's the has a uh police um secret police that purchase <laughs> all the <laughs> all uh people who are uh, uh mongooses are these animals that uh like fight snakes and everything they like kind of i think they oh, really? even resistance to the venom of some of uh cobras um yeah mm. venomous bites oh someone the comment top comment is like while ironically being the highest interspecies murder rate <laughs> so they are um it fits the it fits the um the list and they're actually more supposedly more equitable than humans what does that mean that way like we're more like look the mongoose are more likely to like be more equitable with other people's kids than humans would be yeah like or like uh more luckily likely to look after them and 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 uh treat them well and stuff like that but actually the way the mongoose has raised their p- cubs or pups cu- pups right yeah 
pubs, it sounds uh, very much so the way uh, Plato described an ideal society in the Republic in one of his books that, you know, you don't really know who is your mother and who is your father. So you really care only about the state or the country because it's the country and the state and the populace that raised you rather than feeling commitment to your to your <laughs> nuclear family uh, maybe it is a way uh, to mimic what mongooses are doing <laughs> yeah oh yeah this is almost like this is what plato recommended in the republic raising kids in common is that what someone said someone commented on it yeah. see i was just i just got validated uh, uh yeah terrible pets You find these things really entertaining, don't you, Evan? <laughs> so it was like Mongoose Society is a higher murder rate than Southside Chicago in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just funny, these studies that go on. Um, okay, yeah, so... Uh, so can I, can I tell you what I found uh, impressive? Yeah. In science? Impressive in science. Yeah. So something that I really think that was important that happened and that will have a long lasting implications in a, in a, in a way. And I think, uh, yeah, as I said, uh, the, Mar- the, the perseverance landing on Mars in February of 2021. Yeah, I had that one as, as my, uh, one of the most exciting because it was, uh, it was definitely really up there. And I think, I think it would have became, it would be even a bigger of a story if we wouldn't be in the class of the pandemia and the lockdown and everything linked with that. Uh, but just the, the concept of, of, of sending um, uh, another rover to Mars, getting images, having a, a, a basically what is a drone uh, in a sense that, yeah. that takes live images of Mars and the ability to take samples of the surface of the rock. And then at some point sending it back to Earth for uh, analysis uh, I think this is like, in itself, is a huge achievement to get that done, and it holds so much uh, a possible new discoveries that like it's it's really like on top of top. I if think we can find find live something alive life. Sorry, she's live. Uh, and then another big actually event that's happening just before the end of the year is that the launching of the James Webb Telescope. So. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be launched on Christmas Eve. So uh, there's a lot of things that could go wrong, but hopefully it'll all go fine. And then once it gets uh, properly launched, we'll be able to like point it at different stars and actually maybe find other signs of life or other like Earth-like planets. So I think exciting. This, That's really exciting too. I think the space exploration like was really, really huge this year. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it 2021 or 2020? Again, <laughs> the, it's all a blur for all me. A blur. But um, there was a there were headlines saying that there was some organic matter detected in the. Um, uh, what planet Venus. was it? Yeah, that was this year, I think. Yeah, I think that was this year. But like you know, that's again something that was a uh, space related. Recently, they captured uh, a physicist captured like the corona of the sun. They, I think they send a satellite towards yeah. that direction. So um, a lot of a lot of big things happening. So um, hopefully we will hear more and more about it. Yeah, definitely. 
Let's stop saving the earth and let's spend all of the money on the space exploration. Let's get off this shithole. Sorry. <laughs> let's get off this planet. Yeah. And um, for things that were sour, left a sour taste in my mouth, <laughs> for science, um, and I think that is really sad. It was, I think that there's a lot of positive things that people do about uh, environment and in attempts to you know protect the the earth which is in itself very important there's like loads of research put into like the best way of uh, degrading plastic and now we haven't we're hearing that the uh, the engineer or discovered these new bacteria that actually are capable of breaking down plastic and you know there is a enormous research put into like how to use alternative source of energy and stop relying on f and fossil fossil fuels so this is all great but if you go to the to the thing like co-op 26 and then you see that the people on the top of the power on top of the big governments and big countries they don't really care that much mm -hmm. and it's just all big talk and uh, not committing to any uh, substantial goals rather than yeah. just picking the easiest way out it just i just don't believe that anything will change because like you can do a, a lot of research and a lot of innovation but if nobody at the top cares because the more uh the what more about the fossil fuel is more important and the money is more important then i just don't think that all of that will make any difference and like, yeah. I think that's what left a sour taste. I don't know if you have anything to say. Well, I, I kind of, it was, I did go over this already, so yeah. I won't like mention, go over the whole thing yeah. again. But again, it's just again, what the main things I had mentioned was no one wants to blink first and there's no uh, like global governance to hold people accountable. So it's like, how do you, how do you get people to agree to something and then get everyone to agree to a fair one because no one wants to blink first so and, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly there's no point to repeat much more uh, and another thing that I I feel bad about is it's not necessarily like a single headline that that made me feel that way I think it's overall of this last year uh, I think you did a great job of like showing how easily data can be manipulated uh, yeah. like uh, statistical results to to fit the agenda and we saw it uh, both with the results of the vaccines where they were either um, you know they were promised huge effectiveness and then we observed like dropping the efficiency not to say that the vaccines don't work I'm just saying that the way it was reported it was not really yeah. the best way to do it and, and we never found it was only in real what real time we found this out like we, yeah we, the, it was never like we'll have to get a booster within six months that was never said at the beginning no so like and it only came out in now at the end of the year like oh you actually do need to get a booster okay so why how why was this not found out earlier yeah um and yeah so, again i think i just think the whole yeah clinical trial um design needs for vaccines definitely needs to be like overhauled or looked at and examined because yeah something definitely has to change it was funny because i was at um a talk emer cook from ema who i really mm. want to get on as a guest <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever get her on and uh i wanted to ask her about the whole like placebo thing where when they got when the vaccines got the emergency authorization the whole group that was placebo was offered in and like what was her thoughts and 
they never read my question out <laughs> oh so yeah i uh i'm definitely might try and dress up again <laughs> yeah you, sh- you, sh- you, sh- you should try it. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's but just I- it's just a pity like l- a lot of questions never were resolved or like answered and i think i get it we're in a pandemic people are dying we have to like get do what the best model that fits everything but i do think it does need to be re-examined in the future so yeah but i don't can you is it fair to say that they they lied to us no i don't think they lied. You don't think so? okay i think it was just the the limitations of the trial design and do you uh, think they were aware of the limitations or do you think that is something that came out uh, uh in the wash um maybe they could they can try they could try and like spin it in a way that makes it seem more more advantageous than not it's just um, the whole situation made me look at science as less pure than it was in my mind but the problem is is like press releases are taken as as fact and then it's like yeah. people are like oh they're lying to us but it's like well there's all they didn't lie they did publish their data you can go through the data and but it's just like their press releases are like setting you up for what you think is going to happen so yeah it's just um that's the it's way just the way it is uh well like yeah i, I think that's again media reporting on it that way mm. um there's not much you can do about it um but yeah i just think again design uh, a proper like investigating what should be done in the future for like these trials so that we can like l- look at them long term look at the data so we and how we don't lose data on people who are in the, in the placebo group so mm. i think that's like the main things i want to look that's the main things i think they really lacked in these studies and i'm not don't again don't want people to be like oh don't trust the vaccines i think everyone at the stage knows um but it's just like yeah certain things i wish they were clear on or we could have found out more info on because i think it's safe to say that at this point the vaccine we know that they work but we know we know because we we saw their effect in like a real life versus like what would you want to do is like you know that they work because they're all pre re, uh, pre-release uh lab work was done like so meticulously that like you know that they are a hundred percent uh efficient is that yeah. what you would want to know like do you have the clinical trials results coming uh so specific that you know everything that is to know so mm. yeah so you can avoid finding out things when they are being when they're being rolled yeah. out yeah that's i suppose though you, there is only a certain amount of people you can recruit in a trial yeah um, and then you have to wait till it goes out to real time like ex- with the whole clotting thing like it was just so rare that it wasn't going to be picked up in a, a real real time but or in a clinical trial um but yeah that that was it like i think in them studies they were mainly looking like oh you wouldn't get covid so you wouldn't get sick whereas mm-hmm. they didn't really focus on like oh you get covid but you'll protect you from going into hospital because your immune system that seemed like they were their main thing and now it seems like it's kind of changed to like, oh, you'll get cancer, still get COVID, but you won't get hospitalized. And I think, I don't think that was really their aim, their main aim. It wasn't actually, there wasn't their main aim at the time. Yeah. Um, and it just worked out well that it did happen, that it did protect from hospitalization. But again, I'm, I'm still kind of like, that was only um, from 
they're from real life that we kind of really found that out so um yeah it's kind of weird interesting how i like this is a once in a lifetime event i suppose we have to think what let things things happen on the fly that we just have to let it go and see what happens and um yeah but it's just interesting how things have like changed from one thing to the other as the course of the year has gone on yeah <laughs> how definitely. it's like oh you said oh it didn't it'll stop you get covid to like oh no it won't let you get hospitalized uh, you won't be able to spread it if you had the vaccine or etc etc so <laughs> <laughs> just to give it context our video link broke and uh i was still talking and <laughs> Tom's face was frozen <laughs> and I thought he was still listening to me. <laughs> so I was like, had gone on for ages and then I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I think I only... And then I think Zoom clo- like crashed and I was like, oh right, he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is off the rails already. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just the start of it and then you just... And then you just went. <laughs> All right, you'll hear it back in the episode. So yeah, <laughs> what I'd say. Um, okay, yeah. Um, and I think we you had we also had mentioned other the other exciting story. I suppose we know mRNA was being used for the vaccines, and now it's like um, being used in cancer therapy in human trials. Asterisk has been shown to shrink mouse tumors. So it's really good news to see that um, finally. Uh, it, 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 this technology is great, so exciting that we could actually be using it to help cure cancers. So that's it's super exciting great. to see. Yeah. In um, my uh, medical science breakthroughs, I had uh, not necessarily the, like the mRNA vaccines for COVID, uh, but like an mRNA technology and RNA technology, like uh, having a renaissance period right now. Yeah. Not that they ever so were right now. so used that they and they went out of. Uh, favored they they actually have never been as popular i think as they are right now um so yeah i completely agree with you uh through the COVID, uh the mrna technology has been reappreciated and now um they can do the things that you just said they can yeah yeah for sure uh and any other exciting stories you want from this year so what i'm uh what i'm really um uh, was really happy to see is that following the COVID uh, mRNA vaccines, um, they saw uh, like this this field of vaccination kind of uh, ramped up, and people are trying harder. And there was a first vaccine for malaria uh, that received endorsement from WHO. That was mRNA, was it? So it is mRNA vaccine it's an mRNA for vaccine. Um, for malaria. Uh, they they do recognize that there are some imperfections uh, and the inoculization is only about 50% effective against severe malaria. Uh, unfortunately, with a significant drop in efficacy after a year, but it is still one of the best way to prevent the deadly disease. So um, yeah, obviously everything can be optimized and hopefully will be optimized, but you have to start somewhere and yeah. knowing how uh, how difficult malaria is and how affected the African countries are because of these diseases. It's definitely something better to have than not to have. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have also another thing that I recognize yes. uh, as uh, as a success of 2021 uh, coming into the future. And again, it's something that I have a interest in, so it doesn't necessarily have to overlap with <laughs> the world interests. 
but the medical psychedelics uh, use, I think this is something, at least I find it extremely, <laughs> extremely yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it just, just because, um, again, the whole history of the war on drugs and, you know, this, this movements in the 60s and 70s and the 80s in the America, uh, mm-hmm. where basically everything was prohibited at some point, yeah, yeah. Uh, any form of uh, psychedelics. But now, um, major institutions, including New York University, University of California, Berkeley, open dedicated centers, and more than 100 studies are currently examining LSD and MDMA and psilocybin in mushrooms for the ability to help with concerns from headaches to anorexia, general well-being. Results this year have reinforced their therapeutic potential with one study showing that MDMA successfully treats severe PTSD and another showing that psilocybin reduces symptoms of major depression as effectively as a daily antidepressant. Uh, But just, we can all praise these things, which obviously are important, but I remember when we discussed a, a paper or a headline in which they wanted to show that microdosing of LSD had the positive effect on like a daily life as opposed to not doing it. And it came out that they couldn't really tell the difference between the microdose group and the, and the placebo yeah, group. Yeah. So it's not like it holds an answers to, all, to every little problem. Uh, it's not like we endorse saying like, go out there, do a bunch of drugs and you're going to be, uh, you're going to be great. It's obviously <laughs> something that is helpful and something that we le- still learn. But yeah. I, I'm also confident that there are people who look at their research into the, in the, into the, uh, psychoactive drugs and they just want to see everything as positive and everything as in like, oh, you, you were wrong to tell us not to take drugs. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, now you see how great they are. No, that's not all true. This, all this research could have been done. Well, I yeah. suppose all this research could have been done, but like you were holding us back all this time. I think, I don't think that's um, the true, but yeah, it's no, definitely I, good to see. I uh, do think that they need happened. to like identify the groups which would help better because I do think in like trauma uh, patients or like people with PTSD, I think it's meant to like, at least be as good as conventional treatments so um but i do think like it needs to be a um like a uh not just taking the drugs on its own that it has to be like a a course has to be followed for these patients so um but yeah no, it's, it's good to see like actual studies being done though and um that we're not like living in the dark ages where we can't look at anything yeah on, so and and just to add a little bit on top of that there is a there is a professor in the Leiden University here in the Netherlands it's professor Vermeten and he's actually working with um MDMA and LSD and all sorts of these drugs trying to help uh, veterans uh, yeah. both in the Dutch and the US army we tried to get in touch with the professor uh we got ignored but We'll try again. We'll try again. We're not deterred. Yeah, uh, because I think that would be really interesting to learn more about that. Um, So I have I have a couple of more medical breakthroughs, but uh, maybe you want to um, maybe something that you found exciting. Um, Well, no, that was the main two things I had. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the other one I wanted to mention, and then I'll finish with uh, some funny ones. Then, yeah, this was a paper that made me go, hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like. 
the rise of comedy news programs like John Stewart, Stephen Colbert or John Oliver might may actually mm-hmm. help inform the public. A new neuroimaging study using fMRI suggests that humor might make news and politics more socially relevant and therefore motivate people to remember it and share this. So like I think I had a few questions from this whereas like why were they using fMRI to study this? Like it just was a bit w- weird because fMRI is like where you do imaging in your brain like don't know how you can <laughs> understand that they might be able to be to make it more memorable for the person or like more motivated to share it like to how you can understand that from a brain imaging but the other thing i thought was just like um these comedy news shows i feel like are especially in the u.s it's like they're really being divisive i think and um like critical of everything and it's almost in a way propaganda in a lot of ways and it's like there's no discussion I feel like I, I, I take for example I do watch Trevor Noah sometimes and I do feel like they're so biased or like very I, I, I'm not like a conservative or anything but like <laughs> looking at it even from a, a center point like they're so like left-wing and liberal and it's like they don't they la- just completely dismiss every other idea they laugh at all these like um right wing stuff and it's like yeah. they don't really seem to like understand that we, this is the issue is like where you're being so divisive and um and uh it's going to cause more division in the in society because i feel like you're not taking issues from the other side seriously yeah and uh and it's almost like they're very like sanctimonious like we're morally better than you all the yeah. time like uh, and I think that again, that's not helping anyone either. Like I, I, I'm just like everyone makes mistakes. I don't think it's very. I like I get like there's some mistakes that are really bad, but like it's just I don't think it's fair to be laughing at everyone who makes a stupid mistake all the time if they're a conservative. And uh, that's just like that's what I just think I don't like about these shows. Sometimes it's because it's like every it's so easy to be critical. It's so easy to hate on people, and it's like. Yeah, but what we need to do is actually, like, not do that. Like, that's the whole problem we're in in with social media now. You can just easily, like, laugh at people or, like, give out about what's happening online. And it's like, we need to be able to come together and understand what yeah. brings us together, what's what's um, actually we have in common. They love uh, to belittle the other, the other side. Uh, I yeah. noticed that with Trevor now, like they love to like belittling everything that yeah. the right is doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like okay, but like you, I, I just, I'm just like, I hope you never make a mistake either because you can't claim anything like, oh, why are you canceling me? Because you are doing the exact same thing to everyone else that you talk about, and uh, yeah, and it's and I see this on like with YouTube, like so polit polit. Um, political con- uh, commentators and it's like it's it, pol- politics is way too mainstream now anyways it shouldn't be so like talked about all the yeah. time and uh, I don't think it's a good thing <laughs> to, to be like motivating and sharing about it because they're showing it from one point of view and, and like they're spreading that like as it is relig- religious and they don't have more context or uh, and they're very black and white about it so that's and I just think my they, rant about the whole... <laughs> no, I agree with you. And I think, in my opinion, they also simplified the the news that they have in the headlines yeah. more than necessary. Like, I think it's an oversimplification. Yeah. Because I think what they what they care about is 
clicks clicks and to make a joke of the headline at the cost perhaps of the right side rather than informing you about the news in the headlines you want to use a, a headline as a segue to the joke yeah rather than you know a discussion a about, discussion yeah 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 and uh, i don't do, do you remember when there was this uh this guy uh came on the colbert show and he did all this bit about how how is this a not lab leak virus if the wuhan center for the oh john stewart john stewart yeah and then everyone was all like oh my god john stewart like he's so smart how could he figure this out and it's just like they were just glorifying his weight and everything and i just felt like well i don't know yeah i just don't think it was they were using his like oh his humor and to like justify the reason yeah that's not how how it works and like how insightful comics are because they can like distance themselves from everything (laughs) and i'm just like oh my god not this crap again yeah, like yeah. the whole world hinges on the opinions of comedians yeah. oh, it's God. so weird yeah that's it's it's very weird that that this has kind of come out like since pandemic and comedians think they're like more Essential. able to like commentate on events because yeah. they're like comedians i like because what? i'm not afraid to say anything <laughs> yeah it's like but you don't understand what's more what's really like they like have true meaning about it and yeah, I, I just don't. I just think this whole comedy and politics isn't a good maybe match. I no. I think you need to be very uh, smart and know what you're talking about and uh, to do it. Um, yeah, and it's not for everyone, but like everyone now is pol- a, a comedy politi- pol- comedian about politics, and I'm like, yeah. no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's only for very <laughs> few small people who can who know about it are smart enough to do it. Not everyone should do it, and virtually every. Like they talk like, you know, the Jimmy Fallon or Trevor Noah and everything. It's a basically po- comedy of politics or yeah, politics yeah. comedy. Basically. <laughs> I just <Yeah>. like, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree with you. Uh, but speaking about the, uh, was it a resonance? Did they did or uh, tomography imaging? Um, about which, which for the, when they were uh, imaging the brains, what technology? Uh, uh, fMRI. Okay. Maybe they just look which highlights of the brains were uh, were like you know high, lighten up. Yeah, and but they I think were it's over, just memory. I think yeah, with like what the known brain regions of brains are known to do, and that's how they kind of uh, maybe draw the associations. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I. It was indirectly related to that headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if I can hit you with another one. Uh, Hit me with this. So, I wish someone would do another CRISPR baby, because (laughs) then we could say like, oh, this is like an an not responsible way of handling genetic technology, and we could be like really critical about (laughs) it. Uh, But but you want they wanted to cut corners, so we'll get some groundbreaking. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) unfortunately. No CRISPR babies uh, this <laughs> this year, but oh, I, uh, have you ever have you any more news about the CRISPR babies? Actually, I just out of curiosity, you haven't. So I was looking it up yesterday, um, thinking about this, and <laughs> well, there's three there's three CRISPR babies, not two, uh, but I think that had that has been known for a, for a while, and uh, I think the scientists that did it, 
is either gone missing or still in capture. Or yeah. Something. I don't think he is out there doing more science. Uh, but no, I don't. I haven't heard about like a, I haven't came across a real follow up on these um, on these children. So I don't really mm. know. Uh, but I bring this topic up because um, again, there was no, as I said, no CRISPR babies in 2021, but we had in vivo CRISPR treatment uh, uh, for the transteritin amyloidosis. So in the trial, six people with this rare and fatal condition called transteritin amyloidosis received a single treatment with a gene editing therapy. Um, uh, all, ex experience, uh, all participants experienced a drop in the level of the misshapen protein associated with the disease. Those who received the two higher of uh, two doses uh, tested saw levels of protein called TTR declined by an average of 87%. So I think this is... Um, this so is what, what, is T what is this TTR? So, so this is this protein produced uh, in that... Uh, in this condition, uh, oh, you need to pronounce this again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's just basically a toxic, toxic product, product, mm. and it causes the disease. And uh, it's it's caused by a genetic, yeah, uh, a single genetic mutation I, or a gene. It's a gene that's affected. I think it's. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how uh, what it causes. But I think CRISPR being used for uh, yeah. uh, correction, I think it's a substitution. And uh, but it's just good to see that the um, technologies that are used, um, you know, outside of human body or in the animal models, uh, that have been always developed with the purpose of being a treatment, finally are getting uh, getting to the point where they can be used as a treatment. Yeah. So um, it's like the first one of maybe many. Yeah, uh, work. I I know that for um, labor congenital amaurosis, um, uh, there is yeah. a, there is also a CRISPR uh, technology in clinical trials. Um, this is uh, the LCA for is an inherited blindness yeah, yeah. form of disease, and there is a CRISPR uh, based treatment all uh, in the um, in the clinical trials right now. So. Hopefully more and more of these will be coming, uh, coming yeah, up. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and then I just, for me, I'll just finish off then um, with a few funny, other funny articles that I just saw. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'll just hit you with them all. Uh, <laughs> Anti-gay attitudes in Africa today can be traced to colonial Christian missionary activity. Oh, um, new research shows belief in supernatural evil is a robust predictor of support for policies that expand gun rights. <laughs> okay. And then the last one is people who support a ban on pornography tend to have more sexist views about women. Generally consuming pornography or supporting legal pornography was either non-predictive of sexism or predicted lower sexism. So thought they were interesting i think uh can you read out the second the second <laughs> headline <laughs> new research shows belief in supernatural evil is a robust predictor of support for policies that expand gun rights <laughs> okay is this, i think is... I, I think it's like it's a uh confounder so basically these people who are more likely to have 
people even go with they're more christian yeah more rural more likely to have therefore more guns. likely to have guns okay yeah, yeah. so we had so the same the same thinking yeah um it's not that they're getting want to get guns to shoot ghosts but, y- no but who who knows sometimes <laughs> someone just very eloquently drew the association where it was the same people who wanted to shoot at the hurricane was it <laughs> well i don't know if that was real was that that real i think <laughs> shoot, i think shoot it was. at the tornadoes um did you think about did you think about do you have any scientific predictions for 2020 because i think i'm pretty proud with my one for 2022 sorry sorry for 2022 yeah um it's hard to know because like we all like uh what did we predict vaccines obviously yeah um maybe uh more more mRNA technology being used for other uh, like maybe yeah. a cancer one could come on but like I still think it's still very too early for it to be approved or anything um, I don't know what are I don't know what else we're on the cusp of maybe like we could find some planets with um, the James Wild telescope if everything goes well mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to know like because it's it's hard to know what's going to happen next year with with science um yeah if you could predict like massive breakthrough there wouldn't be discoveries anymore yeah, right it's all about yeah. being surprised uh but on the more but i actually i suppose i do think the person who developed mrna should win the nobel prize next year like for sure they have to win <laughs> like it doesn't make sense if they don't win uh yeah 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 um that's what i'll hold myself accountable for and if they don't well nobel prize i'm gonna boycott send nobel a very a- yeah bo- hashtag boycott nobel <laughs> and i'll send it a very angry tweet or something um okay no i think i definitely we overlap with the um uh, mrna and rna technologies i don't uh, know what else i just there's not really any other one coming up and up and coming maybe more like um I'm trying to think of what other technologies are kind of coming up in science right now, but apart from mRNA technology, I don't, do you know? Uh, no, well, we can, I think rather than like a specific technology, I think it's, it's just like a more of a omics revolution or, you know, gen- genomics, mm, metabolomics, maybe. proteomics, kind of big data sets being, uh, being available to access at the more, yeah. more often and uh just I the do, whole debate we had about the dna sequencing like you know the creation of more and more yeah uh, ava- uh, available dna sequences i think that's gonna be a game changer yeah. but i haven't for a medicine and science i didn't think what would be um, like i can't predict which next protein they discover it's gonna be a game changer mm-hmm. of the caliber of crispr cas9 and anything like that um i haven't really thought about the um uh the um, people involved in the mRNA vaccine technology or uh, mRNA technology getting a Nobel Prize. But I think that's something that I can stand behind as well now that I hear you saying this. Uh, my prediction for the year 2020, it's actually outside of the world of, of med- medicine and into the world of technology. Okay. And my prediction is that... Uh, across the 2022 there's going to be more and more uh, house developers and private uh, house developers that will invest money into building smart houses smart houses (laughs) i think smart houses will 
uh, started taking over in 2022. What's a smart house? Yeah, I'm just gonna go through this. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it can do maths. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but on top of that, it's a house that would have security and access control, smart appliances, energy efficiency control, uh, health management, and robotic assistance. Mm. So it's a bit uh, like her, isn't it? That movie? Yeah, but she was just like a she was just like a, a voice. artificial intelligence operating software that you could develop unhealthy relations with. Well, oh, that wasn't she didn't control the house or no, I think she was more like, like a companion. But it'd be kind of someone like that in the house, like you're like okay, and you call their name and like can you do this or set that or tell me. Yeah, my but it called, you don't. Well, maybe if you want to be a creep, you can personalize <laughs> e- name. Well, people have v- Alexas out everywhere, so yeah. But it's like you you call Alexa universally. It's not like you buy Alexa and you can change her name to like you know Angelica or something or <laughs> Destiny. Uh, but anyway you know like when they say security and access control you have like this uh, rank doorbells that like that's pretty much making it uh, going towards like the smart houses where you can really from the uh, from your smartphone you can really be aware of what's happening around and in your house smart appliances I think uh, I think our friend john is a great example of how you yeah. can equip your house with smart appliances yeah. everywhere so i think this i'm just is- imagining like with like a smart fridge and like you have it it has a tune to your like health stats and like your calories you consumed and you're like okay i can't eat any more calories after this time and then like you try and get to the fridge and it's locked and you can't open it i, I hope <laughs> this will never lead to that but you know you can be maybe if you, you want ask. to have like a draconian rules, I'm sure you can set up like this this uh, no opening f- this like fridge s- after this time. You have a program to like yell insults at you, like no, you're too, <laughs> no, you fat, so fat shames you on yeah, fat on command. <laughs> Every time you pull on the door, <laughs> and then you can go to the stores like. Can we please uh, make sure that the fat, fat shaming function is not available in here? Do you want the fat shaming function enabled? It's extra $20 a year. <laughs> yeah. Can you have like a dedicated scumbag on like recording all of these abuses? Yeah. God. Someone can please listen to us and get back to us. We should make uh, that as a patent, that idea. Yeah. Energy efficiency is all about like having solar panels and being able, like a house being able like to open up uh, window shutters and close depending mm. on the sunlight coming in and out and, and stuff like that. Health management, uh, again, having your, having your smartphone connected to the house infrastructure and like knowing how much you exercise because everything is tracked at this yeah, point. You yeah. just take it for I granted. I do think that's going to be, I think that's a good thing though. I really think that's cool that, you oh, can, I'm not. Uh, I'm not nagging it. I'm just like. I'm just saying that I think this is what will slowly start mm. taking over in 2022. I do think and it's, it's weird. Yeah, uh, I do. Think and that, then the robotic assistance. You know. Yeah. Like, I, I do think, think everything will end up being connected in your home. That uh, to your yeah. phone, and that you'll yeah. be doing everything through that. Like it's. It is. And kind I think of weird. it will start with the elderly population. I I just have that feeling because. Uh, basically what we use technology for is a a problem problem solving issues Hmm. and i think having uh having like this appliances are in the house in the elderly person it would be like really helpful because 
if you have the whole house is aware of your whereabouts, yeah. uh, if you're like an elderly person, if you pass out in the toilet and stuff like that, your house can pick up that like, oh, you spend a half an hour in the in the mm. bathroom, whereas usually your thing takes, for example, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then like it can send the alarm signal to like one of the family members or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, your smart appliances can remind an elderly person about like, oh, you have to take this and this pills. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it can probably be I would imagine it'll be able to redistribute to the person as well yeah, rather yeah. rather than the person looking by itself through all of these heaps yeah. of pills they have and so just like you can open doors for them yeah. open like shelves doors close them after them yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure like, that doors are closed in case they forget to to you know um, uh, put the key into the lock and, and, and switch the lock yeah I think, uh, yeah, I, sounds, I really think that this is something that yeah, can happen. I do think that's actually true. Yeah. Um, we should get on that. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with the fat, fa uh, fat uh, shaming. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best idea we had so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I did. I think that's, that's, I wonder when, I don't think that'll be like a staggered thing, I do think. Um but like I definitely think that's going to be um, you just have a company that you ring and be like I want to smart my house and they'll come yeah. in and do all yeah. the stuff for you when but you uh, it's, 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 it's a really good especially for like elderly and like uh, disabled individuals I think that's like yeah. pretty cool it's going to um, be a little bit more difficult in terms of what is being recorded and like you know from just having a conversation with someone else in the house what is being recorded and where is being stored yeah. uh, that's a different question but i think i think people will go for it it's just it's gonna be so convenient like i uh, mm. I, I i only have like a smart tv and the and the chromecast and i think i'm on the top of the world so <laughs> yeah. imagine if like if you have your entire house yeah uh, you can set the laundry you can put on the washing machine from the from your using your phone and stuff like that it's gonna be great yeah yeah Okay, yeah. So that, that is there anything else you wanted to add, or no? I yeah. so that was our view of like pretty much twenty twenty one predictions for twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. What why was your twenty twenty one twenty twenty one like, and your predictions for twenty twenty two? Hopefully, um, your twenty twenty one is more memorable than mine. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone was in the same boat generally. Um, but yeah, let us know on our Instagram, Skeptically Inclined, Twitter at Skeptically I. And you can always email us, skepticallyinclined at gmail.com. Yeah. Hopefully we can get some more engagement next year. Um, <laughs> Crying but, out for help. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was kind of it. That was our, that was our end of year episode. I, I'm glad you went on this journey with us this year always uh season two we still uh we'll be back again next year yeah um some stage well i'll be off for christmas now um so we'll be back sometime in january yeah hopefully Definitely. Uh, but, but yeah uh have a great christmas have a happy new year just stay safe out there and um enjoy your time yeah enjoy your time with your family just try not to put yourself in these risky situations i think yeah. And hopefully we'll be fine. We, everything's going to be fine in the ne in next year. We'll get through it. And, as and we if always not going to be fine, we're going to tell each other the same thing next year. So <laughs> it's fine. We'll listen back to this the next year and we'll like, well, are we in the exact same situation? Yeah. I suppose maybe last... I We should listen to last year's actually and see what did we say. 
that we think this will happen again. Something to um, uh, to put on the to-do list for the next year. <laughs> okay, right. So, yeah, stay skeptical, guys, guys, and uh, catch you next year. Yeah, stay skeptical and happy holiday. Merry Christmas and catch you on the new episode in the next year. Okay. Bye. Bye.